0: Welcome to Tisha Talks Topics. This podcast is for women who are looking to align their passion with their purpose. And girl, this podcast is for you. We are covering all things on this podcast, all things women, from personal development to entrepreneurship to professional development, parenthood, relationships, you name it, I'm trying to cover it. So without further ado, let's see what this week's episode is about. Before we get started, let me just tell you a quick word about one of my sponsors. Hi, guys. I am pretty excited about this podcast that I'm going to discuss. Um, One of the interesting things is that I've already kind of touched on this subject. Um, I kind of combined jealousy and envy, and it literally was a podcast that just came like off the top of my head because I had woke up one morning And I was scrolling through my IG and I started feeling some kind of way (laughs) about, um, you know, other things that other people were doing. And I found myself becoming envious of, you know, the opportunities that were given to someone else. And not necessarily in the professional um, realm, but more so in the personal realm and wanting to be able to do those type of things as well, right? Right. And so as I was pondering over it and thinking about it on my way to the gym, I realized that I was functioning in a place of envy, right? And so I ended up doing this podcast and this podcast has gotten like one of the highest views (laughs) of um, a majority of my podcast. So I looked at that and I wanted to explore, you know, why I thought that was and and so, basically, I think it's because it's a topic that we all experience, yet we all we all don't discuss, um, and we're not readily willing to admit to, right? So, I was thinking about it, and I wanted to continue the discussion, but I really wanted to take it from a different perspective. And so, let me preface this by saying, which I also said in my previous podcast, that I don't typically consider myself a jealous person. I just I never really found myself being jealous of people um, as far as like, I don't like you because you have this. I don't like you because you have that. Um, But I have found myself in a place of envy, just kind of wishing that maybe some things were different, you know? And so some things were different based on my view Of what other people were experiencing. And so, not necessarily looking for them to not do well or anything like that or to be mad at them, but just comparison, basically, comparison um, and finding myself, you know, feeling some kind of way uh, about those things. And so, but what I have received and what I have dealt with as a woman is um, being on the receiving end. Of jealousy. And so I wanted to kind of share it from that perspective because I think we all probably have experienced both, you know, where maybe something, you know, rubbed you the wrong way or made you feel some kind of way about a person, something that was out of their control, or maybe someone treated you a specific type of way because of, you know, who you are or their their envy towards you. And so I will say that for me, um, being on the receiving end of jealousy happened very early in my childhood. But the one that was the most monumental, I'll say, uh, was in middle school with one of my close friends. And a lot of times for me, this has happened in friendships that I thought were really close. And because of my naiveness, and not really understanding the dynamics or understanding uh, the warning signs, because I do believe that there are warning signs or things that you can definitely pick up on if you're actually paying attention, right? And so I have definitely been guilty of not paying attention, Um, just really taking people at their word. And I mean, if I don't know your backdrop, if I don't know your, your back history, I only know what you tell me. You know, and so if you say we're good, then I think we're good. But your behavior tends to um, seep out or be a little passive aggressive. And then I would find myself being like, hmm, that was strange. Why exactly did you do that? Or (laughs) why exactly are you responding that way? Or why exactly are you all of a sudden now not available? You know, or why exactly... Um, why, why are you making things difficult for me? Right. And so um, like I was saying, when I was younger, when I was in middle school, I had a really good friend and we both came from the same town. We moved into this predominantly white neighborhood and we were um, one of a few brown people Um, in this neighborhood. So we instantly had that in common. We both came from urban cities. We both were brown and we both were new. And so we kind of connected quickly. And I mean, we were friends for months. You know, middle school months is a long time. That's like years, okay? In adult language. (laughs) That's like, you are my sister for life, okay? So um, we connected and then all of a sudden there was like this flip and... And then all of a sudden she was not my friend and she was talking about me and she was using me um, in a way so that she could look better. And and so I also knew some of her backdrop. But as a child, I didn't really understand, you know, the fact that her mom left her when she was younger. She was staying with her grandmother. And, you know, my mom was taking care of me. My mom was there. There were a lot of things that I had going on that in hindsight, she probably wanted those things for herself. And in an effort to fit and to belong, um, she used me. I guess they would kind of call it now. I guess they would call it bullying, right? <laughs> that's a whole nother um, thing because i that's a whole nother story. But I'm going to stay on topic because sometimes I kind of rear off. I'm going to stay on topic today. So um, that was my first incident with it didn't think anything of it, just kind of thought it was isolated. It was a year long incident, but I just kind of thought it was me and that person. And then um, as I got older and as I like, even in college, oh my gosh, (laughs) in college, I had incidences with um, females. Um, And even in my adult years, having incidents with females. And these are all in relationships that you pretty much feel like you're really close with you're really good friends with them and so when they give certain behaviors like not being available and not really answering calls like giving you kind of like the side eye at a time we didn't call it the side eye um you didn't know you were getting a side eye but you felt it you know you know when you could feel that somebody is shading you they don't even have to say anything but the energy is different the feel is different um so I experienced a lot of that. And then I did have some blatant things that would happen that I would second guess or I would maybe talk to a girlfriend about. And they'd be like, why would they do that? Or that's crazy. But um, but that person will always act like, um, well, oh, I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it that way. But you were constantly doing things that were taking little dabs at me as a person, right? And so... Um, so what I'm supposed to, what I'm talking about is what it's like to be on the receiving end. Um, I think it's a whole nother conversation and one that we will have about the the, the reasons or the possibilities why that particularly happened to me. Um, and I have actually had conversations with some of these people um, at a later date when we were more mature and we were in a different place. And so I can say that the few things that I'm talking about now, it kind of did stem out of jealousy. And as us being more mature and being able to have those conversations, we can now talk about that. But at that time we couldn't have those conversations. We weren't, first of all, I didn't even know that that's what it was. You know, I just thought that like, maybe it was an off day or off couple of months or like, an off year, <laughs> um, so we really couldn't have that conversation. And on the flip side of that, they weren't really ready to either admit that, or they weren't really clear on why they were behaving the way they were they were behaving towards me. And so, um, so I want to talk about a little bit about what it feels like to be on the receiving end of that. And my hope is that if you're someone who is experiencing these type of feelings towards your fellow sister that you would, this conversation would allow you to have a different perspective on it. And to maybe wear a a cloak of empathy, you know, regarding it and maybe want to do more of a self-examination. And if you're someone who is also receiving it, hopefully this will help you get to a place where these things do not scar you. These things do not keep you from moving in the direction that you've been called to move in and that you can still love the person. You may need to love them from a distance, but you're not walking around harboring anything um, against them. Okay. So for me, Uh, I'll give you this image for those of you who maybe don't know what I look like. I am an African-American woman. I am considered high yellow. I am um, shapely, and I've always been shapely. I developed early in life, (laughs) so I was always one that was more developed than my um, fellow sisters, and I grew up in the era where being light skinned was considered being better within the African-American community. So that probably also had a lot to do with the reception that I received regarding certain things, right? Um, that also, so, so that explains what I look like for those viewers who um don't know what I look like. And I've also, um, I am an attractive person. I consider myself to be an attractive person. And so I also participated in a lot of extracurricular activities. Most of them centered around self-confidence, some type of pageant or rhetorical competition, something that had to do with self-confidence, believing in yourself, knowing who you are. So now you have this combination of this person who is self-confident, not afraid to express their opinion, um, high, yellow, and shapely. Walking around, (laughs) minding her own business and inadvertently getting on people's nerves who feel like um, I think that I'm better than them or who have their own insecurities that they're dealing with and the areas that I was strong in to them, only highlighted the areas that they were weak and, well, that they felt they're weak in. And instead of being able to have that conversation or being able to um, build and grow and learn from each other, what happens a lot of times is people just harbor resentment. Um, towards me. Always the one like, why she always get that guy or why she always, they always trying to talk to her. I used to get that all the time. Oh boy. Every time we go somewhere, are they trying to talk to you? You know, are they trying to do X, Y, and Z? And not really, it was never really my intent to do anything um, intentional. In fact, I kind of would sometimes try to downplay things so that my friends would not feel like they were Like I thought I was better. And so as a result, I tended to accept a lot of passive aggressive behavior. And so that became my norm. I would have friends that would be wanting to chill with me on one minute and then, you know, not available, but hanging out with the other friend or, um, you know, whatever I had that I was able to share with them and give to them. They were down with the cause, but then, you know, when they didn't need those things anymore, they weren't around or they were secretly feeling some kind of way and talking about me. Um, And so, what this did for me is this definitely made me feel like, I think, first, especially in middle school and like high school, what first happened is I went into like defense mode. I was just kind of like, you got a problem? I got a problem. What's the problem? We always got a problem. Let's talk about it. No, let's not talk about it. Like (laughs) I kind of I went into that harsh space where I was like I felt like I had to overly um, address it and like come at it because I had had such bad experiences. And then I began to develop relationships that were not that way, and they really helped me to identify that I was a little bit angry. I was a little bit angry and bitter with the mistreatment that I was receiving, and I was inadvertently taking it out on everyone, you know, which now made me like this angry Black girl, but towards other Black women. <laughs> so um, I quickly adjusted that behavior, and then I think I just went into the passive-aggressive zone. Um, well, I'll say the acceptance of the passive-aggressive zone. So people would do things And I would kind of just stick to being that loyal friend. Like, I'm going to be loyal to you to the end. You said we are sisters. You said we are girls. I am going to be loyal to you. And I'm going to give you every benefit of the doubt under the sun all of the time. Even when, quite honestly, it didn't warrant the benefit of the doubt. It warranted us having a serious conversation a real heart to heart conversation and really deciding if this is a friendship or a relationship that we wanted to maintain. But instead of me doing that, I sacrificed my, I sacrificed my willingness to have a a, a fair, I don't want to use the word fair, but my willingness to have a true friendship. If you know, if you understand what I'm saying, I guess so let me clarify. So instead of having that friendship where I felt like we could talk, we could come to the table, we could work out things. I kind of tended to not really have those tough conversations with people. Now, it's kind of weird because on the outside, I would be very direct. Like if somebody else says something and you are my friend, girl, we would talk about it all day long. If I didn't care about the other person, yeah, let's have this conversation. Let's talk about this. But when it was regarding or dealing with someone I actually cared about, someone I was actually in relationship with and friendship with, it was so much harder to actually have that conversation. And when I think back on it, it was for fear of it not going well and us not being friends. And me understanding that the things that you're probably mad at or jealous of me for are not things that I can change. You know, they're they're not really things that I can change. I mean, I used to have friends that were, you know, I used to have friends that were single. And when <clears throat> when I went when I became single for that brief stint of time that I was single, um, they were happy for the fact that I was single, but then very quickly, I no longer became single. And then it was kind of like, why does peace always get in a dude? you know? why does peace always get <laughs> um, the guy and then and then again, it became an issue, right? An issue something I didn't have any control over. Um, there are other situations where, yeah, that 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 was definitely that was definitely an issue that we I was challenged with in a lot of my friendships. And um and it's unfortunate. Like I'm just sitting here thinking about it. It's really unfortunate because quite honestly, there really is not much that I can do about that dynamic, but I completely get and understand the feeling. Right? I wish that we had only discussed the feeling as opposed to, um, their behaviors reflecting, um, their frustration with me, you know? And, um, and as a result, uh, I found myself like, what, what did I do or what can I do or hurt? Because these are relationships that you've had for a while and, To their defense, I had allowed the passive aggressive behavior, passive aggressive behavior to go on for so long that they were accustomed to responding to me and treating me in that particular way. And I had accepted it. Um, It was not until I think I would say I fully began to mature in God and I really began to own what was transpiring. When I decided that I could no longer pretend that you, as my friend, really have my best interest in heart or at heart, when I could no longer pretend that, um, then I realized that there was an adjustment or a change that needed to take place in our relationship and that they were not going to make the adjustment. It would have to be me. Or... That they had already been making the adjustment and I needed to get on board with the reality of how our friendship and our relationship really was. Um, that was very difficult and painful for me. Uh, but because I have, a, I'll say a harder shell or a tougher shell on the outside, I never really wore my, my, uh, my heart on my shoulder. But it, it doesn't mean that you don't have a heart, right? It doesn't mean that you're not impacted by that. It doesn't mean that it does not affect you um, because it does. And so when you experience something like that, you really have to um, not only self-assess, and I did self-assess as well. I self-assessed my role, um, my behavior. I attempted to have conversations as um, as I matured, but they were not reciprocating to those conversations, and we're not we're not honest. You know, how you could tell when somebody give me the business when they're like, "Well, you know, I really don't have an issue." you apparently have an issue <laughs> or this really isn't a big deal for me, but apparently it's a big deal for you. So if you have this issue, or if you have this big deal, then you should have brung it to me. You know, where it's, you're not really trying to work things out. You're not really trying to have a conversation. You're really deflecting. And so I had a lot of those type of conversations, which were even more painful. And then you just really get to the point where it's like, you know, what, Leticia? You have to decide how you're going to be moving and what space you're going to be moving in. Life is short. Life is short. And you want to make sure that you're surrounded by people who appreciate who you are and who love you for who you are, right? Um, I can't can't cope if you're going to be mad at me for things I can't control. Um, One thing they would all say um, is that you are not a mean-spirited person. You are not a... Selfish person, you will give, you will do for people. Remember, I'm loyalty to the end now. That was my big thing about friendship. We got to be loyal. And sometimes I was loyal to a fault of my own, you know, where it didn't benefit me. But I'm still riding with you and doing stuff for you. And you're holding back, you know, that, that the friend is holding back on information or holding back on, benefits or holding back on things that could bless me or bless my life while I'm just giving, 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 doing, 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 and they hating, hating, hating. So I had to come to a place where I was like, look, I don't need this energy. I don't need this space. I don't need this counterfeit friendship because that's really what it was. I don't need this counterfeit relationship. Now, if you are willing to step up to the table, have the conversation and let us work and hash out the things that we need to hash out or have the conversation, it doesn't even have to be a hash out, but have the conversations that we need to have so that we can grow and progress because you truly care about me, then I'm good. I'm good all day. We can keep talking about it however many ways we need to so that we can be on the same page. But when I realized that those individuals were not trying to um, have those conversations, they were even, you know, basically trying to run from them, you know, not not answering calls, not available, out with this one, purposely going out with mutual friends, purposely doing other stuff on the sneak to purposely, like nobody has time for that. Like At the place that I have come to be in, like I don't have time to have that space occupied by, I call it foolishness. I call it foolishness because there is so much more that we could be doing if we work together. There's so much information that you bring to the table. There's so much information that I bring to the table. I don't have time to be trying to figure you out when you have a mouth and you can just speak and be truthful and upfront and honest. And so I have found that um, now, sometimes I will say maybe that honesty will not come across the way that you had anticipated it to come across. Maybe it won't feel as good when it comes out, um, but but you're clear. You know what I'm saying? You're clear. So you're no longer being a counterfeit to me if you've explained where you stand. Then we're clear. Then I'm not giving um, this 100% while you're giving me 50 and holding back the other 50, right? So... Um, I know I kind of went off on a tangent a little bit, but I'm going to flow with it because (laughs) I'm going to have to rename this episode. (laughs) I'm going to flow with it because I believe that this is for someone. You know, a lot of times we get caught and we get stuck in the same type of situations, the same type of dynamics with people that we need to just cut off. Okay, we need to just let it go. Let it go because it's hindering us. It's holding us back. If I'm hashing out or going around the same mulberry bush with you that I've been going around for two, three, four years, when it's evident and clear to the people around me that you're not really loving me, you're not really in my corner, you're not really there for me 100% for whatever reason. Maybe you didn't like something I did. Maybe you're not feeling the way I'm moving. Maybe we're just moving in two different directions. Whatever the reason is, if you're not able to have a truthful, honest conversation with me and show up as your true, authentic self and, you know, what, why am I doing this? There are so many other ways that I can invest my time and in my energy. And there's so many other people who are willing to show up in that way. And so sometimes we have to know when to cut ties. Really? Sometimes we do. And it doesn't mean that we don't love them. It just means that we love them from another space. We love them from another place. We pray and believe God for success for them. We celebrate the successes that they do have, but we're not all entangled in it, right? We can't afford to be entangled in it. As women, that type of stuff wears us down, that type of stuff stays on our mind for weeks, days, months, hours at hand. That type of stuff has us playing in our head. Well, should I have said this? Or why did she do this? Or when are they going to do this? Or why was she with them? And why were they doing? Like that kind of stuff just plays on your psyche and does not benefit the woman and the place and the purpose that you are walking to and moving in. And so I had to really come to that place as hard as. As it may have been And and believe me It took me a long time It took me a long time And you know We go back into um, Nostalgia You know We go back And think back on the good old days And the good old times And and all those other things But sometimes we forget What came with those good old times Like yeah I remember when we used to chill And go here But let me not forget How I couldn't ever trust a sister You know what I'm saying (laughs) that's just an exaggeration. But, you know, let me not forget the negative things that came out of that too. Let me not forget the life lessons that were learned in that space and remind myself that it's history for a reason. And as we're moving forward into the present, we want to take the collectiveness of everything that we have learned, everything that we have experienced, and help us progress forward in a new space, in a better space, in a clearer space, and in a more effective way. And so... It's almost like that saying, like, now that I know better, I do better. But also now that you know better, you can't even go back. Like, I could try to go back. I don't have no patience for it. I don't have no time for it. I'm just like, what are we doing? Okay. Okay. This is where you are. Okay. So I'm going to be moving forward (laughs) because I've wasted a year. And I don't want to say wasted because there were lessons learned in it. But there has literally been years of time locked in to relationships that we needed to let go of, that we honestly needed to let go of. So my hope, guys, is that in my little rant on today that started out with jealousy, and I guess I'll sum it up in saying this way, a lot of the stuff that we experience and go through as women is stemmed from that jealousy. It stemmed from seeing something that someone else possesses or has is or was created with, that we wish we were more adequate in, in that area. And vice versa, you know, for myself as well. And a lot of that is stemmed from there. And we have to come and realize that we are not able to adjust and make those changes in people for them right? And so we have to guard our time. We have to guard our energy. We have to guard our heart. We have to guard our resources. We have a responsibility to guard the gifts and the things that we've been given that have allowed us and will allow us to walk in our purpose. So guys, I hope that this episode was helpful. I'm interested in having a bigger dialogue with other women and their experiences so we can chat on this topic because I recognize that this thing is real and there's so many facets to it that I'm not like not doing it any justice. I'm trying to just take a little chunk, a nugget from what I've learned, but there is so much more to talk about on this topic. So I can't wait to continue this conversation and ladies, I will talk to you later. Hey guys, so I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. I hope it was encouraging or it inspired you or it empowered you to do something that you wouldn't normally do. I really hope that these podcasts are helping you and what I would absolutely love is if you could give me a star or I think there's some hand claps or something you can do to just show me some love, let me know that I'm on the right track and I'm supplying you with valuable information that is going to help you in your journey as you're discovering your purpose, as you're walking in your purpose, and as you're walking in your passion. So until next time, guys, share and subscribe.